Lester Green is out on the front lines with George Vincent, actor, producer, director, most notably known for the Disney smash Soul and the Faith film hit Heavenly Deposit. George Vincent, welcome to Out on the Front Lines. It is a pleasure to have you. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Lester. It's, it truly is a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. And I feel like we had to go through a lot to get this set up, right? People don't realize what happens behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, and, and, just, and just to give everyone a little bit of some inside baseball, sure, your camera starts falling over, the lighting's off, you got a guy who's starting to cut wood, right. you know, complex, which right. never happens. So, yeah, right. it's uh, you just got to be, you got to roll with the punches. Exactly. Go with the flow. Have you ever had to do an audition where somebody was playing their music loudly outside? Oh, I've, I've had other, yeah, other experiences maybe where the dogs are barking or the kids are playing. And, and if you could see this room where I'm in, you know, this is where I, I do some of the recording for, you know, some of my... Um, uh, heavenly deposit uh, videos that I put up on YouTube and when you're hearing people you know like the kids screaming out there and you know it it's this is where you're working right and, yeah. and unfor unfortunately you don't have the luxury of screaming out the window hey but that you know so it, it's right. it's exciting it's exciting right right well since you jumped right into it let's talk about those YouTube videos for your movie heavenly deposit so I've been watching those videos and I think it's genius that you're actually sharing those stories because people don't realize what goes into filmmaking, what goes into putting the cast together or getting funding. Can we talk about the woman who donated to your Indiegogo campaign for Heavenly Deposit? Oh my goodness, you did watch that. <laughs> all right, all right. I tried to do my homework because it was so fascinating. And you don't see a lot of directors or producers giving you that inside scoop on what goes on behind the scenes. So thank you for doing that, really. Truly, it's, um, it's, it's really, it's awesome. Um, well, the thing about Heavenly Deposit, it's, it's a movie about finding faith and hope in a time of need. It's my story. It's my personal testimony of, of really finding God and accepting him into my life. So um, from the very start, I will tell you that the, the doors that have opened for the movie for us really have been incredible. Uh, you could say it's, it's all, you know, God leading us every step of the way. So when things like this happened, for, I'll share that story, it, it, it's, it, it's not surprising, but it is surprising. You know what I mean? Uh, because anything is possible through God. So what happened was this. We were in the, the beginning stages of trying to raise money. And I remember um, going over to my church and we were trying to, you know, just do a little pitch. It was really just very soft, a soft pitch. Hey, everyone, you know, it's during coffee hour that, you know, and, and, and I'm a guy that if I say that I'll take about eight minutes of your time, that's it. I keep it legitimately, you know, to right. eight minutes. So I had a little, uh, I had a video ready to roll, which was a teaser to get people to understand what type of movie this is going to be and the message and all that. And I just, I said, look, folks, I said, I appreciate you. If, if you like, please donate. We have an Indiegogo account, um, you know, that we're, we're, we're trying to fund that way. Um, or, or if not, I said, we'll take your prayers, you know? 
And uh, so at the end of the at the end of the time, I got to tell you, um, two people donated, which which is still better than zero. But two people donated, uh, and they were very nice, and um, they basically gave two hundred dollars. But out of about one hundred and fifty uh, one hundred and fifty people there that day. I was like, man, I'm really stunk. I must have really just stunk. Um, and, yeah. And um, and the, the reality was, no, what, what happened was a lot of people came up to me after and like, listen, we're going to be praying for you. We're going to pray for the movie. And, and uh, it looks great. And and I said, OK. I said, well, thank you very, very much. And I got to tell you, the, the people there were genuine. And, and they were, well, as it turned out, uh, were, were amazing. Because prayers, amazing. Yeah. So what happened was a week later, the gentleman who allowed me to, to, you know, uh, do this. Yeah. You know, the people there who allowed me to share this, um, he came up to me after, after church was over and he goes, Hey, you know, how did you, how did your, your thing go? And I said, well, I said, let's just say I got a lot of prayers. Right. And he right. just starts laughing. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then there's, there's someone who's about a table away and, and he goes, George, let me, let me introduce you to somebody. And I said, sure. And he walks me over to this lady. And he basically, you know, who turned out to be this amazing person named Athena. So he shares, he shares, you know, that I'm a filmmaker. I'm trying to raise money. And then she goes, I'd like to see, I'd like to see the trailer or the teaser. And I said, sure. So it was, we went outside. I played it for her and literally um, it just touched her heart and she, she got very emotional and she said to me, she goes, I'm going to help you. And I said, I said, okay. I said, okay. Well, wouldn't you know, wouldn't you know that day, um, there was a $5,000 deposit wow. that went in and then, and then you could call it a heavenly deposit, right? right? And there was a message and it said, um, if there's anything else I can help with, here's my number. So I, I, you know, I reached back out to her right? and I said, look, if, if you're, um, if you're open, I said, I, I'd love, you know, as filmmakers, you, you right. know, it's like how hard it is to raise funding. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Lester, I, I reached back out to her and I said, you know, uh, I would love to see if you would become a, you know, a produ executive producer on, on the, on the show. Yeah. And, um, in return if you'd like to add some more funding here's what i can offer and she goes let's meet for dinner so i said sure so i walk into this restaurant and i see her in a booth and as i'm walking over there i i, I look down on the plate and there's a check on there already sitting it's like a movie it, it was incredible when i tell you what a class act this this individual is just totally blew my mind. Right. And and it was funny because it was a $5,000 check again. Wow. Yeah. And and I'm sitting there going, I was just blown away. And then uh, she goes, tell me your story. Tell me how this whole came, this whole thing came about. And so I, and I did. And she goes, can I have the check back? She pulls out, she pulls out her checkbook and she writes another check. Wow. for more wow and all i can tell you i was like lord you know like this yeah. is amazing this is amazing so it, it was moments like this throughout the making of the film that really just 
showed me that he was in control because I remember just kept praying and saying, Hey Lord, you know, this is, this movie's for you. You know, I want to give people hope. I want to lead them to you. This is your baby. So please help, you know, keep, I, I would always pray and ask God to shut the doors that should not be open and, and, and to open the doors that would help. Right. Yeah, I read somewhere that some minister gave you the idea to even bring this story to life, to tell this story. Is yeah. that true? Because how do you even know, okay, this is what I need to do. I want to make this film. How did you know that this is the right thing to do before well, all the signs started showing? That's a great question, Lester. That's a great question. Uh, um, well, the thing was this. I, when I had that experience that brought me to God, that brought me to Christ, um, it was so powerful that all I wanted to do was share it with people, really, wherever I was. And, um, and hopefully I wasn't, you know, too threatening to people. And I would just say, hey, you know, can I share a story with you? Or we're, we're talking and maybe I'm sitting in a coffee shop, at, you know, maybe at a gas station while I'm pumping my gas. I, you know, I see somebody and you know, it's like, hey, how you doing? You know, start up a regular conversation. And I'm like, hey, can I share a story with you? And they're like, sure. And then I tell them and it was, I guess it was so powerful to them because it would make, it would kind of make them think about their walk with God. And they would get, you know, like I said, they would get emotional and they would say, my God, that's very powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Well, one day I'm at this, um, one day I'm at this uh, coffee shop and I, I share the story with this individual and he turns out to be a minister. And he says that the, the, this, this story is so powerful that I should make it into a film and share it with the world. And the key thing here is that I've been an actor for way over 20 years. And why didn't I think of that? Why did it take a minister to, to kind of plant that seed? And, uh, and that was really what, what literally he did. He planted a seed and I took it and I ran with it. Right. So you were an actor for over 20 years at that time. So I'm just wondering, how do you even start? Because you're relying on bookings. You know, as actors, we're usually waiting for work. We're waiting for our agent to contact us. We're waiting for something to land on our lap. Like in the movie, Heavenly Deposit, you, you, you auditioned for that role and you were waiting, in a sense, to hear back. Right. You weren't sure if you were going to get it or not. So how do you know how to create your own project if you never really did it before? Correct. And that's why I tell people um, your reason for doing something has to be super strong. You don't know. You don't have to know how. You just got to know your why. Why are you doing something? Again, in my case, it was to honor God and to, to give people hope. Like I said, the hope that he gave me, I wanted them to experience it because life is challenging, right? We yeah. all go through, through difficult times. Yes. Yeah. I just didn't know how it was going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and again, that just put me on the road. You just start um, trying to figure out what number the first step is. In my case, it was, it was writing a script. Right. And um, the thing is that I've never written a script before, so I had to learn. And uh, I picked up a book. It's called Save the Cat. I've heard of it. It's really good, Lester. Really, it's 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 for me. It was fantastic because it showed examples. You know, if they said 
this is what you do or you know this is what you need to do they would show an example from a movie how it's done and i said and i said to myself okay i can do this so with me i have to reread things over and over again until i kind of absorb it yeah, but once yeah. i absorb it i'm i'm pretty good you know um but it's it's never an easy step for me it's always like a a learning and growing process right so, so i had to learn how to write a script did the script you know sent it into the uh, the dove foundation to get uh reviewed and that was through a, a gentleman friend of mine this this gentleman who uh is fantastic he's been guiding me on this film and it's called uh his name is gene and um yeah i met him at church believe it or not wow. and he was you know at the time he was working over at at stars and then he went to Lionsgate. Now he's on his own. I mean, this this man's terrific, and his guidance was, uh, you know, I've had from the very start of this movie too. And so I, I did. I sent it in, and then they, they wrote back. Uh, they they wrote a review on on the script, and they said that the manuscript hits a home run. Whoa. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that they're like they can't wait to see this as a film. Well, you know, we started. We were in the. Uh, on the road to do this. So after that, um, we had to raise money. And I'll tell you, that's the hardest thing. Yeah. Raising funds. And uh, I shared a short story with you on that one. Um, after that, you know, we had to bring on a cast. Um, thank goodness, from the very start, there was a gentleman who uh, we were working on a project together, you know, while this is all going on. His name is Rick Irvin. And we hit it off. First time we meet, we hit it off. You know, we both kind of got like these, uh, you know, someone might say conspiracy theory ideas. Right. And, and, and we're both hitting it off. And, I, and, and so long story short, um, you know, we meet outside this, the filming of this project. And he tells me that he wants to do a faith film. And I tell him that I've been working on a, a writing a faith film. And I, I shared my story and, you know, on it. And he said to me, he goes, we got to make this film. And I was like, perfect. Wow. So there it is. God brought us together. Um, and by the way, that other project kind of fell by the wayside. Oh, wow. Go figure. Yeah. So he brought us together and Rick became my right hand man. But like we produced it together. We co-directed it together. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious in terms of, calling it a faith film because i heard people use the term faith-based film is there a difference in the terminology or does it mean the same thing i think it's the same thing it's the same thing okay all right i didn't know okay faith film and um but the thing is that this one here is very and, and I, I know you've seen it it's uh it's very real it's it's not it's not foofy it's not you know i, I wanted people to to get a real grasp that they can relate to what I was going through, I know there's a ton of people out there that are experiencing, you know, difficult times and I wanted them to be able to relate. Right. So, um, yeah. When you were filming Heavenly Deposit, right. And you're the character and you're acting and you were getting emotional during those scenes. Was it challenging? Cause I always want to know if when you see tears on the screen, is that real? Cause you know, you can create that. They have this special thing that you can put in your eyes. So how do you feel about that? And what was it like for you to try to get there emotionally? Well, the, the thing is this, if you're truly connected to what's going on, it's going to be there, it's you know, be, yeah. and, and that's, that's really it. It's, it's really about 
honesty. It's really about honesty. Um, I will tell you though, we had some funny moments where there was a there's a very um, important scene in there where where I do break down um, because that's that's really what happens. Like you know, it's like when you have nowhere to turn, mm. right? And you're down on and you're down and out. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, you're basically turning and saying, hey, you know, they say you're you're compassionate and caring. Right. I love that. Show me. Yeah. Well, that right there. um, Let me tell you, it's real. It's real because I know a lot of people have been there. Um, You know, you really need you really need that help. Yeah, in that very moment when you were saying those lines, what were you thinking about? Were you thinking about your past, maybe your father growing up? Because sometimes people or actors can substitute certain things to get there. Reliving those moments. Wow. And and when you're, like I said, you know, Lester, I've been acting for over 20 years. So it's like if you're really, um, my, my acting coach used to say something about just being totally, as you get older, as you, as you train more, your emotions, they go from being way down here to being like right here. So it, at any moment, if point. you're open, exactly, you're vulnerable yeah. and you just, and just, you know, you speak it. And, and yeah. that's really, uh, I believe what transpired. There, there was some moments when we were shooting that scene, basically, you know, the, the camera, we're like, okay, and you know, ready, action, go type thing. and. And while we're doing it, it's like, uh, you know, the camera's off, so you have to redo it. And, oh, you know, uh, and, and those emotional scenes like that. It's hard to get it. killer, yeah. In the movie Heavenly Deposit, of course, that's what we're talking about. There's a scene where you have to go to this producer's meeting. You have this session because they, they want to see you again. It's like the callback after the callback, right? Right. So you go in there with a heavy heart already because of what just happened previously. And you're doing the audition, you're performing, and you're clearly thinking about all that other stuff that happened to you, but you're using it in the audition room. And your take was totally different from the first take when you auditioned for that role. And I wanted to ask you as an actor, did you feel like, okay, darn, I didn't do it the same way that I did it the first time. I'm probably not going to book the job. Because that's usually what happens. Usually when you get a callback, you want to do exactly what you did the first time around, but you switched it up. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, when, when you're allowing the reality of the moment to kind of be there, I think, I think as, as actors, I think that's really, really important. You know, um, people, they, you know, they might, they always say, take in your day, take in what, what what you're experiencing. Right. Yeah. Right. So take it in because, at the end of the day, you want to be real. You want them to, to see a something. Being, yes. You know, wow. and, and even if it's comedy, it's, it's, it has that, that level of, well, sincerity and a weight behind it. Well, they're going to appreciate it. Good point. You know, that's that stuff that. like that, that are, that are just priceless. And, and those that's through experience. That's through learning. It's not through, you know, just hearing it, but actually living it. So experiencing it. Yes. Wow. It was deep right there. So I, I want to know what was it like for your wife, Christina, to actually watch you relive these moments on screen and 
producing this project? What was that like for her? Um, oh, first really? of all, she's just an amazing girl because to, to expose what went on and, and to let the world see it and, you know, and, and, you know, you're kind of giving someone a bird's eye view into your life. Yes. Um, th that was, that was tough. You know, when I, when I started making the movie, I didn't think about that. That was never a thought that someone's going to be able to see what was going on. If, if that ever did enter my mind, I wouldn't have been able to make this movie um. because from a, from, from a point of view of being like, you know, protective and I would have never done it, but because my intention again was to honor God and yeah. how to give people some hope, it never entered my mind. And, uh, but, but I will tell you that when we first saw the playback of this movie, you know, when we first finished it and it was all said and done and we watched it, mm. it was, it was a very powerful experience, you know? Uh, and it was, if I, if I remember, you know, we, we did, we did things where we, um, basically played it back so we can, you know, on the big screen to see what it was like and all that. And, but when it was all said and done, and literally we played it in our home, you know, with my brother and my sister-in-law and my mom, and we watched it, you know, I, I was, I was as quiet as a mouse. Cause I just, I didn't know how they were going to take it, right. but it was, it was such a amazing experience because let's just say there was not a dry eye in the room. Right. Wow. Yeah. And when, when your your family who's incredibly supportive you know especially especially your brother who really never knew this part of you wow never he didn't know this was going on this happened and all so it was one of those incredible uh moments where when i saw that it touched them i knew we had something good yeah. i knew that it was something that you know people would be able to relate to and same thing with christina you know she um especially the their moments in there with the the jewelry oh. it's it, you know it's just very um very very sincere very touching and, and very relatable stuff that you know uh like i said but she she handled it and she was a champ she was amazing yeah speaking of christina the person who played your wife in the movie isn't her name christina too yeah christina denton she's yeah. a terrific actress is that a coincidence? One, and then two, she said that she didn't even want to audition for the role because she wasn't in the right place. She wasn't in the right frame of mind. She got yeah. two casting notices and she just sort of put it behind her. How were you yeah. able to sort of find her and get her to play this character? That's, that's awesome. So um, we did this thing where, again, if you're, if you're a filmmaker out there, this is a, this is a great tip. Um, you know, Actors Access allows you to, uh, instead of just going and renting a room and bringing in, bringing in people and just going through, you know, a hundred or whatever, just spending that time doing that, which I'm not saying you don't need to do. What I'm saying is work smart, not hard, um, save money. So what you do is you put a, a call out on mm -hmm. say Actors Access. That's what we did. And I, and I put the scene up that I wanted people to, to do. And then from my own, the comfort of my own home, 
you know, went through it myself and Rick, we went through the stuff and we're like, all right, let's bring in this person, this person, this person, this person, you know? So we narrowed it down to maybe, I, I think maybe like 12 people out of, I don't know how many submissions we got. And, uh, and I'll tell you when Christina came in, the connection we had was insane. Uh, Rick, I, I even felt Rick off to the side of me, looking at me, looking at her, looking at me, looking at him, you know, at her. And, and he, you know, we, when we, when we talk about it to this day, we knew she was the one. We just knew it. It's incredible. So from, from an actor's point of view, you know, when you go out and audition, it's, there's no, there's no, it's not like you might have done something wrong. It's just that that person connected so well that they're the ones that stood out. That's all it is. Wow. So, so the biggest tip, connect with the person you're reading. Just be present, connect. And right. that's what she did. And um, after that, we just knew that she was the one. I and feel that a casting director knows right away before you even audition, the minute you walk in the room, do you believe that a casting director knows that's not the right person? Do you believe in that? I do. I do. You, do? Um, you know, look, they, they open up their mouth. Uh, I'm an East Coaster, you know, uh, and, and initially when I first came out to California, it was very thick. And <laughs> you walk into a room and, and, you know, hi, I'm George Vincent. But, you know, that's right now it's fine. Yeah. So back then, you know, with a, with a New York accent or whatever, and, and right. going, you're like, you have a good day. You haven't even auditioned yet. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I really truly believe it might be a look too. Yeah. You know, someone comes in with this specific look that they're the ones they get. Right. It. I almost feel like nowadays it's not about just talent anymore. Remember back in the days when if you had the talent and you were the best actor who auditioned for the role, you would get it. Now, okay, how many social media followers do you have? Who do you know? Oh, are you related to the casting directors? Does the casting director know your father? It, there's all these other variables now that play into being cast. How do you feel about that overall process? I'll tell you, Lester, you, you just hit on a, a, a flurry of things that you have right. to know that these are the things that we're experiencing now. So if you want to, you know, basically do the same thing that, that you've been doing over and over again, then you'll keep getting the same results, results. right? So uh, in this case, you know, the reason that I made Heavenly Deposit was for a specific reason, but it allowed me to play and to be in the film. Yes. And yeah, I created, a, I created a, a, an avenue for myself to, by doing so. So for anyone out there who's, who's an actor, definitely definitely recommend even a short film yes right a web series something yeah web series anything anything where you can actually show your work show your talent you know there are there are times where you know actors are never going to play a certain role that they want never because they don't get the opportunity you know yeah uh, so why not create that if that's something you want to try and do and to showcase yourself in, in that light, then do it. But definitely you have to, you really have to move forward and um, yeah. you have to, you know, 
really just put your really what it is is you deciding making it you want to do it exactly exactly you know yeah otherwise like i said you'll be getting the same results right when you first started your journey as an actor right yeah and you booked that recurring role on one life to live Mm -hmm. did you have in your head oh wow this is going to be my path to success this is this is my niche. I'm going to be this soap opera star, this pretty boy model. Gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, did you have that thought in your head or did you always know that you would end up where you are right now? I'm a type, I'm a type of person that whatever I put my mind to, I do. I, I don't care however long it takes. If I'm committed to something, I'll do it. Um, and I, I don't know the word quit. I don't, wow. you know, and, and I really think that people out there hopefully can, can um, really just connect with that because there, there's some people out there that if the, if they give it like, Hey, I'm going to give this two years. And well, that's great. If that's what they want, because their mind, their, their goal is something else. Maybe it's financial freedom. Well, as we all know, you know, acting is not that it's not that, you yeah. know, financial freedom may come, right? It's never guaranteed. True. So, so with that mind, um, all I can say is that, uh, with the soap I got <laughs> on there, it was, it was a blessing, yeah. you know, it was a blessing because, you know, I was doing theater in New York and that's really where my training comes from. And, uh, at one point I was doing a, I was doing a children's show over at the 13th Street Repertory, which is still there to this day. And I remember playing a chicken, okay? <laughs> I was doing children's theater, you know, on stage as a chicken, and, and his character name was Pollo Frito, all right? And, yeah. and all, you know, so, so my point is this, I never, for, I never forgot where I started from, and it's been a journey. And as I look back, I can say, you know what? I've been moving. I've been moving forward, you know, step by step, year after year. And um, yeah. you know, am I am I am I where I want to be? No, but am I getting in that? Am I constantly moving in that direction? The answer is yes. Right. We came out here to California with my wife, uh, and back in two, in 1999 to do more film and TV. So that was my goal. That's what I really wanted, more film, more, more TV. And uh, that's, that, was, that was it. Right, right. When I was watching your movie, Heavenly Deposit, right, I almost felt like I was watching. Now, I know there's a boxing scene in there, here and there, but I almost felt like I was watching a boxer fight for his nice. life. Does that make sense? I was watching you just taking hits and blows and you, you, weren't, you wouldn't go down. You just stayed up and you kept fighting. Would you consider playing a character where you're a professional boxer who is going through something or who has to deal with something? I think you'd be great in that role. That, thanks, Lester. That's, that's great. I could totally see it. Um, it's funny how, it's funny how you, you related uh, the character with what was truly going on in his life. Um, I think on a on a level, subconscious level, that was done, but not not in a overt way. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah. And, uh, and I'm glad that you picked that up. I'm glad you picked that up because yeah, he was getting, you know, hit hard left and right. Yeah. And, um, you know, you know, eventually he did go down. Yeah. His coach <laughs> was, was, was there all along, you know, he was, he was, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I would like that if, if that ever, if that ever did come to yeah. fruition, it would be great. I just got to watch the shoulders because um, this one's been giving me some hard times, you know? Oh, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. There's this movie, actually it's a TV show on Netflix, I believe it's called Kingdom. You ever heard of it? Watched it. Loved I it. Loved that show. Loved it. You know, <laughs> I, I, my one thing, my one thing is this, I'm all about reality. Right. I'm all about reality, but there's certain things. I mean, first of all, the acting's, it is. And, and I understand that, um, you know, that's, that's their relate. That's, that's their life. And there was, you know, a lot of drugs. There was a lot of alcohol, stuff like I that in there. Sex, yeah. Name it. It was all good. My point is if, if it could have been taken out down a bit. Yeah. It was intense. Yeah. If that could have been taken down a bit, yeah. I, I would, you know, but overall for me to say anything really negative about it, no, it's it, the, the reality. If, you know, if you there are people out there that are like that. There yeah. are. This is this is real stuff, and and to see them really in that much pain, and they need the alcohol, they need the drugs to push through. It's heartbreaking, you know. That, that that was that was that was hard. Um, but the acting, Frank Grillo, you know. Yeah, I love that show, but I didn't understand why it didn't get nominated for these big awards you would think a show like that i could be wrong but i was looking to see if it was nominated for an emmy or something like that and i don't think it was nominated i have no idea i i, I don't oh, know okay yeah sure yeah because it was on i think it was it came on from 2017 to 2019 or something like that and then that was it i thought something like that would be ongoing for years and years and years so i didn't really understand why they just stopped doing it you, you know what? I, I hear you, but there's some times where you just got to cut and run because you're at the top of your game. Yeah, that's true. That's and, true. And, and, you know, you, you, I know you've seen, uh, what are they called? Like, you know, TV shows, episodics, whatever, where they're doing great. Yeah. You know, season after season, you turn, you know, you tune in to watch them and you're excited. Then all of a sudden they start to fizzle out and yeah. they lose their umph. And by the time it's done, you're sitting there going, hmm, okay. Stop early. You know what I'm you lost, you lost yeah. that, that, that enjoyment. Good point. Good point. So I'd rather, you know, finish while you're on top. Yeah, finish high. I love that. Yeah, so George, I read somewhere that you booked a role for this movie called The Notice, and you played a oh, father, yeah. right? And I was just shocked that you are not a father. I would have guessed, because you have that whole dad vibe, you know, the cool dad with the family, taking them out and things like that. So I yeah. want to ask you, how was it filming that? Because if you're playing a dad, but you've never been a father, that's hard to channel, no? Yes and no. I guess you could say, you know, um, the young lady, the, the young girl who, who, is, who played my daughter, uh, I remember her vividly. This is going back now, probably in 2007, I think. Okay. I believe that was back then. Okay. And... Let me tell you, she was so adorable, so amazing that 
you can't help but be that have that protective you know uh just you know want to love her and protect her and when you know what that story is about which i think it was a fantastic idea yeah uh, should have been made into a movie eventually but who knows but um yeah, it was. It was. Oh, it's know, not a movie. I thought it was a movie. I thought I saw a trailer or something for it. Well, it was a short film. It was a short. Oh. It was a short film, and they were looking to make it into a into a feature. Oh. But but because it really that's that's a film that needs a lot of money behind it. Oh, okay. a lot of money behind it. Okay. Um, but it, yeah, it was it was so much fun to just to to play a dad too. Yeah, so yeah. much fun to play a dad. Right, right. I'm just curious, George, when you're not producing projects or acting or being in the entertainment world, how do you step aside and just relax? Or do you even uh, relax? Maybe you never shut it off. Maybe, cause I know some people who are always on. Uh, I don't think I'm, I'm ever off. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it becomes, it becomes a way of life. I think, yeah. um, you know, at night you can't even sleep. Because your mind's going, your mind's going. You ideas in your head, same here. Yeah. Trying to get stuff done. That's me. I don't know if you're like that, but I just, I feel yeah. like I want to take advantage of every waking minute that I have. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. We go to bed late, you know, um, <laughs> we are, we are, we are night owls, both my wife and I, and, you know, maybe like one thirty two, two thirty in the morning. Yeah. Um, and, and again, that's not good. I'm not saying that's good. That's that's not, you, right. That's just what you guys do. Yeah. For, for everyone out there, that's not good. Yeah. Let's be real. But um, for us, it's just, you know, it's the way we are. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it gives me time to kind of like think about things and, and kind of just reflect on the day and what do I have to do for the next morning, you know? Right. Um, but I, I get a lot of my ideas at night. Yeah, me too. Same here. I'm just yeah. curious, when the pandemic hit, right, how did you pivot from that? Because that must have been tough. Everybody was struck by it. We're still dealing with it. Well, I guess I guess you could say that it was uh, the audition stopped. You know, that was that was that was pretty uh, hard in a way. It reminded me of the of the writer strike years ago when everything was just shut down, and that hurt. And I remember that I was like, "Oh man, this hurts. This is you know." But um, but by the same token, what was interesting it was that. Even though Heavenly Deposit was released uh, domestically, you know, uh, in U.S. and Canada, I was still trying and I was still working on getting foreign distribution international. Mm -hmm. So, so that was that that was always on the plate, and it and always trying to get um, you know just word out on the film to keep getting publicity for the film was something that I was constantly doing. So. I focused my attention on that and you know to to share with you that uh about probably almost a month now we secured international distribution for the film uh, through a company called apl thank you thank you yeah it wow. was a, it was a journey it was but once again um a you have a goal in mind of what you want to do and you just keep doing it eventually either the door will open or it won't right and you know thank god this time it did and we got a good company so they're working on it now and that's where i pretty much put my focus to um to keep going and get foreign distribution 
Yeah, speaking of foreign distribution, I know that your film was accepted and it won at this festival in Argentina. You want to talk about that? That's a big deal. When your movie starts touring, <laughs> that's a big deal. You, you know, it, it's, like, it's like you have certain ideas of what's possible, but sometimes you don't know what's possible. Yeah. You know, you don't. And, and as you're, you're working through things, you're seeing that, you know, there's, there's, there's a step. There's another step. Oh, I can do that. Right. And that, that opens up that door. So, um, yeah, you know, we, we, we submitted to uh, a film festival out, out in Argentina. It's called the Jesus Cinefest International Film Festival. And uh, we won Best Narrative Feature Film. Wow. And that was, that was so, that was fantastic. And I was like, oh man. And it was really at the right time when we were looking for foreign distribution. Wow. So, so it's like, again, would you call this coincidence? Yeah. No, not coincidence. I agree. You know? um, and we did win, we did win, uh, uh, what was it, most inspirational feature film. Nice. At this, uh, at, out here in, in, uh, in the U.S., in Pennsylvania at the Hollywood Divine International Film Festival. Oh. So we won uh, most inspirational feature film. Definitely. So George, I want to close it out with this section that I call receipts. And yes. it's just going to be stuff that I pulled from social media that you might have quoted or that you might have posted or said. And just tell me what comes to mind when you hear it. All right. You're going to get me on this, aren't you? I like to close on a high note. Okay. <laughs> so I have a quote here. Life's a journey, not a destination. This is mine. What does that mean to you? It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. I think life is exactly that. It's, you know, it's what you learn, what you experience throughout that makes you, that, that you can, you know, that really just, is the nook and cranny of who we are. You know, we want to get there. We want to get there, but there may never come, mm. but it's that whole process. You know, I like it. That okay. who, that, that's who makes us, I believe. I like that. Okay. I have another quote here. If it's to be, it's up to me. What does that mean? Oh boy. That's a, that's a <laughs> philosophy that, that on you know on, on its face sounds terrific, right? But if you leave out a very important component, and that is God, yeah. you're in trouble. Yes, because that's what led me down uh, that path of trying to handle things on my own without really turning to God, and uh, and I found myself hitting rock bottom. But if you bring them into the equation, anything's possible. Mm, I like that. Okay. Another quote is God humbles us out of love. Yeah. That's yeah. deep. That's, that's deep. That's deep. It is. Because a lot of times people will say, why me? Why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? Why couldn't it have happened to so-and-so? That person's doing that and that. He deserves that. You can only speak to how it relates to me. Um. And, and there, you know, people will be able to say, yeah, I, I, I get it or I don't. But with me, um, if, if he knows that you're 
not doing what he has in mind for you, I believe that he will humble you mm. out of love so he can wake you up and say, hey, 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 it's this way, not that. Wow. You I know? love it. Yeah. All right. This one's a two-parter, and it's from your movie, Heavenly Deposit. Barry Van Dyke said these lines. The first one is, I let go and let God. Yeah. And then the other one was, he said, you play basketball. This is when he was talking to you in the scene. You play basketball. If it's the last shot, would you take it or give it to Michael Jordan? Yeah. That's yeah. a beautiful line. You wrote that line, correct? I wrote it, but here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't take credit for that. That was something in my life. I was working with this group and you know, they basically were, they were about personal development. They were about, you know, just uh, being the best you can be. And that's one thing that they shared. And it stuck with me. It stuck with me. And I said, wow, what a, what a great place to apply this line. Yeah. You know, that's so I, you know, I, I, I can only take credit for putting it in the movie. I can't take credit for writing it. Right, you right. Know? Okay, got you. Are you a basketball fan? Actually, no. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Wow, you referenced Jordan. You never, okay. Never, never. I love it. I love I, it. I respect, but I respect <laughs> Michael Jordan. Of course, right? of course, yeah. Because when you know what he went through to become who he became, yeah, there's that respect. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, and this is, I have two more. God wants us to lean on him. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes back to the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's basically putting your faith, putting your trust in him, letting him lead the way. Yeah. Um, instead of you putting yourself first and saying, I got this, let him shield things for, from, you know, for, for you, let him open the path, you know, oh, let him, can. let him be the trail, uh, the trail blazer for you. You're right there next to him. But you let him go first. You get, I, I, the sky's the limit. I think the film is yeah. amazing. And I'm so glad that I discovered it. Thanks to Rodney Damon Collins. He was the one who had you on his show. And I saw you and I just said, oh, I have to watch this movie. So congratulations to you on everything. How can people... Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great yeah. movie. I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen the movie, go see Heavenly Deposit. It's an incredible faith film. You don't want to miss it. I, I got to get this in. Thank you, by the way, for saying that. Um, Rodney, terrific individual. What what a stud. Great, great. Just like you, seriously. Great interviewer. Just uh, great human being. Because yeah, you can tell yeah. some. You can tell someone's spirit. You can't. I I agree. You both. You both just emanate this amazing aura. So I, I want to thank you for this time, number one. Um, but this is the film. And yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You got the website. Hello. <laughs> so, Lester, we got a terrific cast in the movie. Um, as, you, as you know, there's John Savage. There's Ella Joyce. There's Barry Van Dyke. There's Peter Jason. There's uh, uh, Benjamin Onyango from God's Not Dead. There's um, also a, a gentleman by the name of Frank Ashmore, uh, who's terrific. So it really was a terrific ensemble cast. Nice. I like it. 
Was yeah. it difficult trying to get all those people in one film? Um, like anything else, you know, you, you put out, uh, you reach out to their managers, their agents. Right. You, know, you get a casting director who comes on board, who helps out. So it's, it's a variety of different ways. Um, but ultimately, the right people came on board. Yeah, I saw you had Ellie from Rock. You ever watched that oh, show? Of course. I was like, what? I recognized her. I was like, how did you, was that difficult getting her? What a terrific actress. Ella Joyce is, is a gem. Um, actually, we got Ella through Rick Irvin. Oh. So Rick was the one who actually brought her to the, to the film. Oh. And then through Ella, we ended up getting Peter Jason who's incredible once yeah. again, just a, he's so much fun to work with. And, um, and Barry Van Dyke, I reached out to, and John Savage, I reached out to too. And we've got, you know, we through, we, like I said, we ended up having a casting director as well. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Nice. Bravo. Heavenly deposit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Lester. Yeah, yeah. And for everyone out there who is watching and, and who um, gets a chance to, I will tell you, go to the, uh, Heavenly Deposit YouTube channel. If you like stories about behind the scenes, trust me, those stories are incredible. And once again, it just shows how God had his hand on the film from the very start. Just mind-blowing stories. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Was that your idea to put together those YouTube videos or did somebody? Yeah. No, no, no. I oh. wanted I wanted people to know it's this is this is bigger than the than the movie itself. This is bigger than that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I appreciate it. I really had a great time. Have you ever felt like no matter how hard you tried, things just still go wrong? Many times. What do you do? I let go and let God. Yeah, but how do you get by when you start to doubt yourself and everything that you do? Well, we're turning to God. I take it out of my hands and leave it in his. It's less pressure. Talk to him. You find he's compassionate and caring. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Peter, wait. Let me ask you. You're playing a basketball game, and it's the last shot for the win. Would you take it? Or would you give it to Michael Jordan? 